Thanks for joining us for the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise. To contact us, call us at 208-331-4096. That number again is 208-331-4096. Now here's Joel Van Hoogen. The secret to everlasting life, resurrection life, with all its joys and gladness, is that you cannot come to it but by way of death. Jesus died, but the death he died was your death. And until you face your death, deserved and declared as a righteous judgment on your soul, you will not be able to take, as a free gift, the life Jesus rose to give you. I can ask a hundred people, do you think you're a good person? And this is the answer I'm going to get. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically a good person. I can ask the same hundred people this question. Do you consider yourself a sinner? And they'll say, well, yeah, I'm a sinner. That one, the Spirit of God tells them. We know it's true. The one I'm a basic good person is their own argument. To, they've been coming up with defenses all the time. You know, I'm, I know I'm, I'm a sinner, but I'm basically good. I'm better than him. I'm better than my wife. I'm better than my husband. You know, I'm certainly better than my kids. With that in mind, that you're not good, but that you're bad. Now, with that in mind, that I'm bad. Think about that. Look at the death of Christ on the cross. Look at him for a second. All the nastiness of the cruel people that surrounded him at that time. The dark, manipulating, maneuvering in order to destroy an innocent and a righteous man. They're cunning and they're conniving to get him out of the way. Look at the cross again. At the gruesomeness of the destruction of human life. Look at it at its misery and the suffering, and particularly the misery and suffering of somebody who is absolutely pure and absolutely innocent and suffering for the sins and the evil that lurk in the hearts of all of those around him. Get that in your mind, and then understand this. It is a picture of the motivating spring of your core. That picture is you. In order to proclaim the good news to people, we can only proclaim it after this stunning reality is brought to them first. The ugliness and the corruptness of the cross is a picture of who you are without the Lord Jesus. And if you want to come to the joy of the resurrection that's found on the cross, first you've got to face this ugly fact that His death, that's you and that's what you deserve. And that's a portrait of yourself apart from Him. When we go and we want to preach the good news to people of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have to be ready And we need the Spirit to help us. And here's the good news. The Spirit comes and He confirms this is the case. Because even though people keep thinking, I'll do better, I'll do better, I'll do better. They know they're fighting against a current that they can't keep up with. And the harder they try, the more they fall back. They know. They know. The Spirit of God lets them know. They're sinners. They're not good, they're bad. Before we can bring them to the wonderful promise of the resurrection. We have to ourselves, and they have to acknowledge, they have to die to every sense that on themselves, they're fit people. They have to die not only as unfortunate people caught in, you might say, the current of the age in which they live, people who weren't loved enough or appreciated enough or were too sensitive or what. No, they've got to die in this sense. They've got to die with the notion that they're dying as criminals, like Christ died on a cross as a criminal. They have to die as ones who are worthy of His death. 
die as ones who cannot lift oneself up by the power of their own prayers. They cannot lift themselves out of death by their own good intentions. They can't salvage themselves by thinking the right things or even having the right position on truth. They've got to die to the idea that one can even come out of this death by shedding enough tears for it. If I just feel sorry for who I am, maybe my tears will wash this all away from me and I've got to die to that too. To your own sense that you can feel bad about what you've done enough that will make up for what you are. You know, there are actually some of us who feel really good about ourselves because oftentimes we feel really bad about ourselves. I can't be that bad a person. Do you know how bad I feel about the things I do? I must be kind of good. You've got to die to that too. You can't journal your way out of this death. You can't Facebook post your way out of this verdict. You are the one worthy of death. And this is your death, the death that Christ died. And you'll not comprehend his death and his resurrection rightly unless God shows this to you. So let me give you some advice. Ask him to do just that. The death of Jesus was a blow to the disciples. And it was that blow that set them up to rejoice in his resurrection. And now, that blow needs to be set to your own heart in order for you to appreciate the power and the promise of the mercy that's found in his resurrection life. And that blow needs to be laid at this point. The death he died was intended for you. It's meant for you because of your sins. So, ask God to show that to you. Because the fact is, you can't just go through your mind and think of all the bad things you've done and come up with a score high enough or low enough to make you feel miserable enough to face the death you need to face. God needs to show it to you. God needs to put before your eyes a picture of himself as he died on the cross for your sins and let you see your face there. Let you see your acts there. He has to bring you into a state of misery. Now that sounds kind of odd. Lord, make me miserable. But God, make me miserable. Take away from me every false hope, every illusion that I put up in the face of the oncoming death to push back the idea and make me feel as if I'm good enough. God, strip it all bare to where I'm hopeless and I have no way out. What you need to do in a sense is you need to be like a person who's just met with your doctor and he tells you that you've just got a few days to live. You've just got to face it. There's no way you're going to avoid this. Death is right in front of you. You need to sit around and let all of your badness for a moment. I know this sounds really morbid, but you've got to let your badness kind of rise up all around you and know that you can't even repent of it. There's no amount of contrition or self-produced lamenting for your sin that's going to be enough. God, you have to bring me this to this. You've got to bring me to a sense of misery at the death warrant that is against me because of my sin. You've got to let me realize the fatal condition I'm in. God, you've got to let me hear the gavel fall and hear the sentence of guilty, guilty unto death, unto eternal, unending death. Before you, eternally, holy, righteous, and just God, you've got to let me hear that sentence. God, let me in grace have death permeate my conscience. The fact is, there are all kinds of people that sing amazing grace and don't know what it means. Amazing grace says, "'Twas grace that taught my heart to fear. 
God, you've got to bring me to the point of fear because I'm confronted with the death that is in me and that is me. And grace, my fear is relieved. Let me know what you've done for me in your resurrection once you've shown what I brought upon myself and my sin. Jesus died to face your sin and to take you with him into that death. He died to suffer for your sins But his spirit works in such a way that in order to bring you to the gift of eternal life, he has to take you into that suffering of death first. That's at least in part what it means when God gives you repentance. You see that this death was meant for you, that you deserve it, that its horror is not that it happened to Christ, but that it should have happened and will happen to you unless you're brought to Christ in repentance and faith in him alone. You recall the story of the Christmas story that Dickens wrote. You remember it? Dickens the Scrooge. He's visited by three different angels. Something has to change so that his life changes so that he can be a different person to face the day and the celebration of Christ's birth. What ultimately changes it? The angel of death comes and takes him and shows him his own tomb and his own death. And as he sees his own death and he mourns over his own death deep in his own heart and cries for mercy in the face of his inevitable death, he's transformed. and He's brought to life and joy and celebration. And let that be an illustration of the only way that you can appreciate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You've got to. You've got to confront your own death. But when you do, the Lord Jesus will at that moment let you know the greatness of the resurrection and that it is not just Jesus' resurrection, it's not his unending life only, but he's going to give it to you as well. And, oh, the joy of that, the unimaginable joy. And that's what they saw. I'm not just going to reign with him on earth. I'm not going to just occupy in my time some place of being some political person in a high place among political power. I'm going to reign with him forever and ever. He's conquered death. That's where God will bring you. The unimaginable joy of coming into a life and not just feeble life, but eternally vigorous life that comes after a devastating encounter with the finality of your death. You'll know when you've come, by the way, into this resurrection life. You'll know it because of the joy that begins to just sweep over you. You'll know it because of the confidence, not a false and faltering confidence, but a confidence that will rise up within you because of your faith in the over-prevailing finished work of Christ on your behalf. You'll actually give up one thing, and it's this. You'll give up trying to reassure yourself that you're good enough for God. You'll give up all these exercises in positive thinking and positive reinforcement, and you'll give up all of the confidence or trying to follow various rituals of participation and adoration and confession and even self-castigation and self-loathing. If I can just boo-hoo enough, you'll give it all up. You know, actually, we can criticize other religions for all the rituals they follow and all the genuflectomy they do and all the pathways they chart through in order to make themselves feel worthy of God, but we evangelicals do it as well. We'll just go to church enough We'll just get our hands up when we're singing. We'll just say the right things. We'll just declare the right beliefs. But they can become a ritual in which we, can, we think we are proving that we're worthy of heaven. But oh, when you see that all you're worthy of in yourself is death, 
And you find that all the worthiness for life is found in Jesus Christ who gave himself for you. And he says to you who are ready to die, come and drink freely from me. Just come and drink from me and I'll give you life. All the joy. All of those things that you're trying to overcome become swept away by your own good deeds and your own good actions and your own good thoughts. And even those people who have come to the point where they thought, you know, I'm just, I'm never going to be good enough, so why try? All that gets swept away. And the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for your sins and his resurrection for your eternal life. And you joy in him. You don't just try to feel bad about things, but you cry out for mercy and you find that mercy is freely given to you at the cross. You give up all the strategies for moral improvement. You see all those attempts at moral improvement. By the way, you honestly admit it, you fail from all, all the time. Being a little better, I'll prove myself this time. You give up on it as completely foolish. Instead of intermittent tries and frequent fails, you will enter into a life marked by more and more, not trying, but trusting. Trusting in Jesus Christ, resting in Him, finding peace in Him, finding joy in Him, because He's risen for your life. Well, you'll keep up the pursuit to be good, but now to gain nothing for yourself. Instead, you'll keep up the pursuit to be good in order to give everything, all enjoy your full service to the one who brought himself into your death, your death. That's right, Jesus died your death, brought himself into your death so that he might bring you into his resurrected, eternal life. You've been listening to The Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. For a copy of this broadcast, call us at 208-331-4096. Until the next time, God bless you.